This program is in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. Don't miss the call. Join the revolution of the evolving perspective of an awakened consciousness. Are you ready? Join the community at openandclear.com. Yeah, let's keep our hands off that mute button. You don't need it. Mm. Beware of false prophets, 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 which come to you in sheep's clothing. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into driver's temptation. But inwardly they are ravenous wolves. That the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may ye shall know them by their fruits. Entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven. Is Reverend Devon Divine a false prophet? For let not that man think that he shall receive anything. Sent here to Lord. lead us astray. A doubting, double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice that he is exalted. But the rich or is he a spiritual teacher who can guide us to the path of freedom? I'm Dr. Mark. Come with me and partake of his fruit of knowledge. Thereof falleth and the grass of the fashion and decide for yourself. Then when the lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow or of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we shall be. Welcome to another episode of False Prophet. This is Dr. Mark here with Reverend Devin Divine on this September 18th episode. Hello, Already hello. September. Yeah, I think it was last time too, but yeah. I just <laughs> realized it. <laughs> <laughs> so, somehow, I don't know what it was like a couple of weeks ago or last week sometime. Someone said something about, well, it's almost been this year old together as well and i'm like well this year has just started so and then i'm like wait a second no it hasn't <laughs> like, it's been a little while oh man it's funny that's funny what's with this life just flying by like that Jeez. right it's ridiculous it's unfair <laughs> we're here for an eternity but we want it to slow down 
Yeah, let's take our time. Jeez. (laughs) (sighs) So how's life? Been pretty good. Been pretty good. I just ordered a fountain pen and a pocket watch online. I'm going to be, I need a monocle. And I'm going to be like (laughs) Mr. Moneybags from Monopoly or whatever. (laughs) See you with that, with your doctor's coat on. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> It'd be all British. <laughs> so it's like a, a real fountain pen? Oh, oh, a fountain pen, not like a, uh, some reason I was thinking, a, oh, what's it called with the feather, a feather pen? A quill something? A quill, yeah. Yeah. It's a fountain pen, so I need an ink something. So you dip it in the ink thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't yeah, a fountain cool. pen have uh, the ink in it? That's why it's called the fountain? Um, I guess so, but you have to load it. You uh, put it in the ink and then you suck it up. And then it fountains out. Uh, <laughs> My okay. wife thinks I'm being ridiculous. It uses gravity, I guess. You gonna, mm. You going to work on the fancy writing? Articul- it's going to be so fancy. Articulate or articul- oh, I can't even say the word. No. That word for really? fancy writing? <laughs> Calligraphy. Calligraphy. Why did I think it started with an A? <laughs> I saw a doctor in the hospital here, and he has a fountain pen, and he always signs things with fountain pen. <laughs> I'm like, you are so fancy. I need one of those. <laughs> Have you perfected your doctor's signature yet? Oh, it's totally illegible. I'm getting good at it. <laughs> Does it have more swishes than uh, zigzags, or or is, is it? It's pretty. It's pretty zigzaggy. It's pretty crazy. Okay. <laughs> Mark big M. Is there like a class on that and making sure someone maybe uh, when you're working on prescriptions, do they make sure mm-hmm. you don't want to be able to uh, say, man, words forge your signature or something you want to get it crazy so that it's less forgeable right people told me that they do that yeah but i've never seen it myself so huh. i don't know gotta find a class a for that maybe we can start yeah. our own class right a handwriting calligraphy un- illegible class <laughs> illegible <laughs> calligraphy it's the best kind. Illegible calligraphy 101. That's <laughs> funny. That's been a good week. I've been talking to a buddy of mine, and he's also a doctor, student, whatever. And he's in the East Coast in America somewhere. And he's been talking to me about stuff, and he's having a really hard time with things. And he's trying to figure out how to, like, do his life and be happy and all this stuff. But he's constrained by all these rules of, like, society and religion and all these the ways that he's always been brought up, you know? There's all these rules of what you're supposed to do. But he's finding more and more that they're not as applicable anymore. And he's like, I could be so happy if only I didn't have to do X, Y, and Z. (laughs) That seemed totally arbitrary. But he's in this, like, place where he's like, but you can't just not do X, Y, and Z, you know, because society and religion and everybody tells you you have to do X, Y, and Z. You have to. So he's stuck in a crossroads of, you know, 
how individualistic you can be. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tricky. And but as far as we look at history in any form, I mean, in evolution, mm-hmm. in in uh, starting new countries or anything, it all involves breaking a lot of rules and and mm-hmm. starting your own. You know, even this American itself with you guys over there. Well, I know you're not one of them, but. <laughs> You know, it, it involves uh, breaking a lot of rules and starting a lot of wars that seem seem to be and what could be unnecessary, uh, but it is in the fact of a lot of people constrained in that, oh no, you have to do X, Y, Z, you have to do X, Y, Z, instead mm-hmm. of thinking on their own. And so it's, in the as far as to think of it as all consciousness, say in a, a dream, and you're doing this in your dream, you're really mm-hmm. just competing with another aspect of your own mind. I know a lot of mm-hmm. people don't think of the world as this as much, but if it wasn't a dream, uh, you know, <laughs> say people saying X, Y, Z, you must do, must do, and then you are kind of going out of it. You can say, you know, depending on if it's, say, one person, like yourself, individual, in that you're trying to break out of that. It's kind of as far as how much of a thought or how much commitment you as in this dream has compared to the rest of your mind that's been committed to xyz for a number of years or lifetime even and and so it's kind of this battle it seems like this battle but it's naturally this changing occurrence that this individual self which i guess if we would say uh, put it in biological terms it's either an evolution or a cancer uh, it's a matter of perspective I guess and go, uh, you know where is it going to change like even this evolution idea of getting arms as we've discussed before or legs even or instead of flippers was an abomination you know this is not XYZ uh, of having flippers or whatever we did it doesn't matter and uh, it, you know, that's bringing about change. And uh, most of us are focused on this consciousness aspect of being an intellectual individual. And we think of our change and evolution really it has to do with what we're thinking about and, and how rules are really just consistent of what we know as in, you know, in thoughts. Like, oh, I don't do this and I do this and instead of so much about actually like no it's okay to sprout wings anytime but we don't do that and we don't think of that as a rule it's a law you know that's a that's something you can't break uh and and it's an absolute yeah yeah and that that idea is an absolute and it's funny because as far as what we feel in this consciousness we actually feel this vastness of opportunity within ourselves as we're like okay there's all these absolutes confining me to this body to this gravity to this world but then there's this this sprout of vastness in my consciousness that as far as imagination it can do and be anything it wants to be but then how do i utilize that and bring that into life so we actually are recognizing that vastness of eternity but we also feel confined at the same time in this prison. So it, it is this battle, seemingly, at, at the time, this battle between breaking out of that prison of your spirit uh, to recognizing the full capabilities of this consciousness. 
And so it does seem like the world's confining you, confining you, confining you, regardless if it's religion or society or anything, until you recognize where and how that's all came to be. So mm. it, it gets really, we can keep going and get deeper into that, but it's all been developed by you originally. But if you don't know that original self, you would never feel that way. I think the problem he's having too is that you have these authorities. You know, you have laws in society that tell you to do something. Or you have rules and commandments and religion that say you have to do this. So we're always taught that if you break those, if you make a willing and conscious decision to disregard these rules, you are a bad person. That defines you as being bad. But at some point, you get, you know, this, my buddy got to a situation where he's like, but I need to do something that isn't in compliance with these rules to continue my life to be happy and he feels like he's drawn to do this but yeah he's like i don't want to i don't want to be a bad person i don't yeah. have these authorities telling me this is your def definitionally the devil you know what i mean yeah yeah no i uh, i understand and you know joseph smith went through the same thing of mm. you know as much as he would have have this divine authority he's decided to listen to instead uh, there was a lot of battle going through his experience of and we can even say we assume that there's a lot of battle of him going against society of how they right. say no this is how it is and we're trained in this uh, theology and you're not and you're just making up stuff and you're even just copying a book that this guy wrote here and there blah blah or whatever and you know it was this battle between that to do something different it's it's actually like we think of it as even this restoration as an end you know but even as the restoration also doesn't have the rest of the golden plates open for an example is that it's actually an evolution so everything and when we're called to do things and just like prophecy says you know how how people will become this way and be open up that way and women will be wearing this or the lack of and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, why is it possible to per to perceive something that isn't already written in the stars, let's say? You know, it's already mm -hmm. designed to happen that way. It's going to happen. So it's not really like seeing uh, the future. It's more like seeing the decision of the past. And you're actually seeing the awareness of this entity that's developed everything and that it's a natural occurrence for all this to happen, including uh, people breaking away and, and breaking from the uh, abominable church or whatever and coming for, doing, doing their own thing and we're all becoming these separate individuals and even more so into our, into our separate little worlds of the internet that seems to be connected. And, you know, it's all this natural evolution that is coming about and it so it involves while we're trying to see uh while we want to understand it does involve this necessary trust in that you know god's plan that it's a natural occurrence of this in order to enter into a greater understanding or a greater expansion or greater dimensions or anything is that it has to go down a certain path to do that and that's just the unfoldment of, of history really right right it's just like when um, the bible was translated into english 
Now, originally, it was only in Latin because it was considered to be sacred and you don't mess with it. And so the people who translated into English um, were killed for it. It was a bad thing, and they were considered heretics and stuff. But because of that, it brought Christianity to everyone who could speak English. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But there's a point when there's like this dichotomy, like, <clears throat> is, it, is it the will of God that we should break these rules, or am I being deceived by this evil deceiver that's trying to make me do something bad, you know? Yeah, that's a great way of putting it with that. I mean, just like I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have the Bible. You know, I wouldn't know it. I wouldn't understand it. I don't <laughs> speak Latin, you know. I, I'm sure I would learn it because it was only in Latin. But and just that, and at the same time, saying everybody's going to know the name of Jesus. Everybody's going to know Christ. Everybody's going to know essentially what it's saying, the Bible. And then... Mm -hmm not giving everybody the Bible is kind of contradictory. So it like mm -hmm. it has to go down that route, you know, it has to become in English because some people claim to not understand any other language or anything like that. And so mm -hmm. even though it's a, uh, available to everybody and the truth is truly available, but it is, you know, only possible if it does follow this path. And I, I got to emphasize that, you know, your role and your friend's role and my role is all written into this script to be a very specific way. And we can't really mm -hmm. stray from it. So we have to just trust what is being inspired through us and motivating mm -hmm. through us. And, you know, it actually came to me just yesterday that if there was three essential rules or things to follow in life as far as what I would believe, uh, the number one thing, as most people would say, put God first, uh, it's actually, for me, put inspiration first. And uh, even while the second one's uh, and seek to do no harm to anyone, um, that first one is like the inspiration is what God is moving me and teaching me and telling me to do. So it is putting God first in that sense, but I don't necessarily call it God or anything like that. It doesn't matter, but it's putting inspiration first above any rules, any ideas. I mean... I, I, some reason I think of Jonah Hart and is that her name? Uh, and Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc. Uh, Joan of Arc. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, not specific on the story or anything, but just to that, you know, as much as we need a king, you know, we need all the the servants and we need all the the smiths and we need we need someone to rebel and break it all down as well. You know, it's it's the same thing. Like, it's all necessary. And, and think of it as individual stories of the unfoldment of the beginning of time to the end of time. Mm. Go ask Mama. Go ask Mama. She can help you, okay? Go ask Mama. <sighs> Try to use 20-minute visit here. <laughs> At the twenty-minute point. That's it. <laughs> That's funny. So your number one thing is inspiration. Yeah, as far as you know, I haven't really analyzed it or trying trying to make it make more sense or anything. But that mm. spiritual motivation and inspiration mm. to you know whatever it is you're called to do, and that in in a way I would say is to be this authentic self of yours 
that in just a natural expression, really, how is the universe expressing through you? You know, what are you here to do? Really, it is saying, I will go, I will do the things, you know, the universe commands. That's mm -hmm. how I see it. And, and it really is what is first in my life. I mean, I, I, I've given up lives, I gave up wives uh, in, in order to follow this inspiration. And I started lives and wives. <laughs> Uh, mm. in, in this inspiration as well and and I was traveling in this inspiration it was really you know I felt that yearning and it was off scale a lot of people are somewhat balanced but mine was you know I'm gonna be you know it's this or death kind of an idea mm -hmm. and and it was pretty extreme and now even in this life right now having the children I have I you know I feel completely inspired to do it and even these programs and everything it's you know, it's not, it's definitely not financial first, and that's okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's, it's that inspiration and whatever it takes. Some people are inspired by money. I'm, I'm not. But it's like, in, what is your inspiration? What is your heart seeking and yearning? And, and of course, not bashing down financial gain or anything. That's all supportive to, to any endeavor as well. It's necessary. But just following personal inspiration because there's external it you know commands that we're giving and then there's that internal voice or because when you grow up you have parents and they tell you what to do and you have to kind of define things and then there's society and religion and school and friends and your social groups and it's all these external voices telling you what to do so it's this weird transition to hear this internal voice be in conflict with what the external voices are saying because they've always been what you follow you know yeah something i've i've noticed with atreyu and with others it's funny even myself how much like we learn from our parents and then you know when they tell us no there's a reason we have this yearning to find out why and mm -hmm. it is you know oh my parents essentially in this idea my parents don't know what's on the other side. Really, it's me that or them that doesn't know what's on the other side of no, don't do that. Well, I'm going to find out. And it's like we're, we're designed to find out, you know, what is on the other side of anything that says no or even that says yes because of what we're actually designed to be and to do. And that's to know every aspect and variation of this universe. So it almost seems like a lot of times inspiration is usually just rebellion. But mm -hmm. in, in that sense of, you know, it's pretty much as, as your parents were only designed to go a certain way and then they found their, their nook in life and they're sticking there, they're inspired to be in this life. And then you wander off forward or backwards, doesn't matter how we describe it, up or down, and it doesn't matter. Uh, it's expansion. It's a natural evolution of consciousness. And so you're becoming aware and then, you know, your children will expand upon that. And then your, their children will expand upon that in any direction. And it really is inspiration of finding this, this natural flow of consciousness to inevitably know the totality of itself. So it's inevitable that everyone will know eventually what this, the fullness of this consciousness is. Because it is seeking to find and understand everything. It can't stop. Every time it stops, you know, 
make them have babies and kill them off and then let those ones continue on you know and then, <laughs> it's like the uh, that's why the the key to eternal life is to continue exploration because mm. that's the whole point of of what this universe is about and why we've designed it in separation and everything in order to expand you your parents give you what they have they give you the life they have but at some point you have to reject parts of that life in order to expand out from where your parents didn't go exactly yeah that individuality that rebellion so a lot of people put it off until they're adults or even past that or anything and mm. uh, mostly when they're finally brave enough to say go on their own and explore something they they were not taught you know oh my parents mm. didn't teach me this or couldn't teach me this and so they it's this natural exploration and it usually before maturity your 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 foundation is shaken you know you're going mm -hmm. into a place well your foundation was based off of these nerd ideas that your parents gave to you and so if it's not really it's not it's not based on truth and not likely to be when it's focused on a body but it is you know will it requires to be shaken until you know and and if you at least i guess <laughs> i was just about to add, uh, I was just about to say something I don't know if I really know or not, but like uh, some, <laughs> to to make a foundation stronger, it's you shake it, and the natural the 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 stuff in the cement, for an example, if there are big rocks in it, they come to the surface, and it gets mm. it gets firmer and stronger, and so you want to shake a foundation to make it stronger. In the process, before it's even you know actually solid, kind of an idea. That's true. I saw them making buildings once. I don't remember if it was in the Caribbean or if it was in Utah or where it was, but they'd have to like pound the ground and try to get the earth to settle down to strengthen the foundation before they could start building the, the foundation of the building. Yeah. Otherwise it would sink and slide down and stuff. Yeah, that would, you know, like making it tight, squishing it all together so that yeah. it didn't have spaces where it can move, right? But a foundation, you know, in any case, in any idea of the physical world, you know, even a body like Devon having a foundation at all uh, is going to be shaken. And I mean, one is going to die. So that's that's definitely going to be a shaking. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, everything that this foundation is based off of, besides the the unchangeable truth it, it will go through a struggle and it will only go through a struggle because it's not based in the actual truth. It will only be a battle if it's, you know, but it's a necessary temp temporary time of this unfolding of this. And, and that, as far as if you understand my teaching usually is this, you know, undefinable truth is almost impossible to have any form of society uh, in based off of because in order to have society you're involving bodies and ideas of death and fear and in the control of people that shake that and question that and you you mm. almost need this to to survive as a society as far as what we understand in physical bodies so it's it's hard to have the extreme when we are 
based on a world that is just a tiny, tiny, tiny portion of that extreme. So you only mm. you only want to stretch that extreme or that portion just a little bit at a time <laughs> and a little bit at a time and a little bit at a time continuing oh you firm that one great that's firm for thousands of years and then you you stretch it out a little bit more oh it's a little shaky oh and then you firm it and you know eventually it will reach that idea of the totality of the actual truth uh, but it is required that somebody including in our individual selves to follow that inspiration to shake that foundation mm -hmm. but we can only shake it as much as we're kind of ready to handle otherwise yeah, it's true too much yeah i mean you can't just shake your foundation by flying to another planet and you can only do <laughs> what you can do and that's what you know our our gift is about that you know, as as far as you know, what we're designed to do in this exploration of all eternity. See, I think just talking to my buddy, I think it's he's got this idea in his head. He's got to do what's right. I want to do the right thing. You know, yeah. he wants to be honest and virtuous and do the right thing and have the right intentions and stuff. And it's hard for him when people are telling him, "Well, if you." Don't do X, Y, Z. You are fundamentally doing the wrong thing. So do we have to redefine what is right and wrong or just give up the ideas of right and wrong altogether? So this brings up an idea yeah, of on my journey. It's, it's tricky. It depends on your perception of, of where you are at. There was this thing that I was going through. I never actually applied it, but it was the willingness to do so and there was this little mm. phrase called stealing for healing oh. <laughs> yeah like my goal was about healing the mind and i thought it was bad to steal and there was right, always right. being approached with that and i never actually went through with the stealing and and but you know zoe and i talked about it a lot uh as far as she's like oh yeah you can easily steal sunglasses just put them on your head and say you forgot about them and all this stuff and and uh, it wasn't about the stealing. It was about the ideas of it. And am I willing to see that nothing's wrong, nothing's bad with anything, or in, and not necessarily be doing it or not? Uh, and it really doesn't, doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about being free to be what you're called to be. Now, if you do think it's a problem, you're, you're probably not really called to do it. Uh, but mm -hmm. if you don't think it's a problem... It requires you to not think of it as a problem to do it. And then a lot of people are doing it and they're filling in their position of, I mean, say, you know, we need people to enforce the law because we have people that break the law, right? But really, right, right. we have people that need to enforce the law, so we have to have people that break it. So they actually support each other. That really, without Ooh. one, there wouldn't be the other. And without either, there wouldn't be either, you know? So, okay. so the fact that, you know, there's always law enforcement, regardless if law has, has been broken yet or not, mm. you know, it actually begins to be broken. So these people have something to do, you know? <laughs> it's, it's the same thing with everything, is that in this opposition universe, is that once we have, say, a forgetting of the truth... Now we have people saying they have the truth and knowing of the truth. And once there is, you know, this, this idea of 
the teacher or will appear when the student is ready and and stuff like that is is quite literally you know when you don't think of yourself having it or being it then there will be a representation of that aspect of ultimately yourself that does have it for in the totality there is both and every variation of everything so once you become an example of one you'll see the examples of others does that make sense like the student teacher idea once you have questions mm -hmm. it's required that there be answers or there wouldn't be questions questions mm -hmm. wouldn't exist if there wasn't answers and answers wouldn't exist if there wasn't questions so they support each other it's hard to look at and say there are criminals and there are law enforcement and not say that one is better than the other though like well criminals are bad and law enforcement's good obviously yeah are you saying that they're kind of on equal moral standing then that they yes. need each other absolutely that it is if you want to say that uh, the criminals are evil then the enforcement of the law to avoid the evilness you know trying to break mm -hmm. the evil or whatever trying to keep them from being criminals right they are as evil as that yes they support it like it's required for them to exist for the entirety of it to be existing so it gets complicated, but it's, you know, it's the same. Think of it as a mindset that this mindset believes there is evil. So they have the mindset that evil, either they're being evil or they're preventing evil. They still think there's evil. Mm. And so it's the same thing about this war in heaven idea is that the war in heaven also is only in existence when you think there's something to fight right and so of course there's prison there's places you can't go this is beyond the bars and so spirit prison even though we think the war in heaven's been over for a while is the fact that you think there's a war in heaven at all or was like it, it was, was not about evil. good and evil it's about the whole knowledge of good and evil. So just having the thought that there's good is also having the thought that there's evil. You're owning, by owning good, you're also owning evil. And in other words, you're in a universe that's good and evil. And so, yeah, there's going to be right ways and wrong ways to do everything. Hmm. Either position that you choose is equivalent. In essentially, yes. But as far as your inspiration being on one way or the other, then mm. you recognize that you're not necessarily deciding. You're being decided. You're being mm. created to be a certain way. And if this universe wants you to be a certain way, or good or evil or any variation between... Uh, then it's being done through you and that defeats the whole purpose of right or wrong or good or bad and goes all you know it's just oh i've given my life up i've given the you know i, I it's impossible for devon to see past good and evil so mm -hmm. then i give it back my eyes to the single to the glory of god 
And so now I can't tell if Devin's doing right or wrong, because I'm not really looking at Devin. I'm looking at God and God's being Devin. And so you're not afraid to do something wrong or offend God. Well, if I am, and when I do, <laughs> which does come up, it's when I start looking through Devin's eyes again and start believing I'm Devin. And I, so it comes back into that healing situation. Oh, I believe this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not just I believe I'm doing good or bad. It's that I believe Devin can do anything. And I'm Devin. Instead of, and so then I'm stuck in a prison. A prison of a body by choice, of choices, and of lost and confusion. And so it's the awareness of, of that higher self that is naturally out of prison, naturally out of choices, naturally out of all decisions, all doings, and essentially in itself, you know, many would say there's this another perspective of, oh, that perspective is better than the perspective of seeing good and evil is bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then it has this, instead of the horizontal version of the cross being, oh, this is good and evil on these sides, now it's a vertical battle of good and evil, <laughs> of, oh, it's evil to see the world and uh, the, see the ego, and it's better to see this higher perspective, this higher self. And that's in itself another misunderstanding. It's like you can't see something that doesn't exist, but it's all on this journey of recognizing what is real and what is not. And so it, it's tricky. And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> it's tricky. <laughs> So, in order to address it, then you have to be able to look through, like what you were saying, God is, God is operating through you. You're not looking through Devin's eyes anymore. You realize the God that is being Devin in this moment. Yeah. How do you get in touch with that? <laughs> yeah, so it is on that journey of, of question. <laughs> of questioning all the rights and the wrongs and and really what's your emotional response to that. And so if you have an emotional response, if you really want to see past that, think of the emotional response as a bar, you know, to this prison. And if you really want to see past these bars, you have to not be responsive or even recognize the reality that this emotion is is holding you to. So you naturally do what you're called to do. I was talking about this earlier. It's like sometimes I was, especially in church groups and stuff, I was impressed to say things that seemed to be, you know, existential to the theories of the time. And my heart would start pounding and I would start sweating. And I recognized that I was actually being moved to say something. But me as an individual, as a separate self, had a terrifying ideas of it and (laughs) how I would hurt people or not be understood correctly and there was all this fear of really being what I was uh, of who I am so like that inspiration is that higher self wanting to be present and so you think of Jesus as as that higher self Christ version of himself he no longer had the fear of death and of abandonment of society of of any of these ideas so he spoke naturally from that higher self that was and is already there you know so instead of most people are trying to 
figure out how to get the body work and society to work and and to make sure everybody's happy and healthy and and surviving and that's beautiful it has its place its season but at the same time like what is really here that really wants to speak and then, mm-hmm. so it gets it gets tricky but on that journey like if and and with my journey as far as my travels and before then i was confronted with a lot of things that were just terrifying and i wouldn't know why but i was the willingness to go and do it regardless if i'm terrified and then you know i say like the ability to speak and everything with that heart pounding i haven't I've felt that for years i just talk yeah. i just say it you know it's now instead of the hindrance of devon now it's just the natural expression of the universe and what I'm here to express, what I'm here to write. Instead of suppressing myself by any ideas, it doesn't matter if it's about good or bad or or getting people's way or anything. Now it's just <laughs> being yourself, actually authentic with your design. That's a current design. So you've gotten over the fear of being you without fear of the consequences or being judged or doing right and wrong or something as far as where Devon's designed to be Mm. yes but as like for my children we'll expand upon that you know go further than I will or I Mm. have and that's kind of the whole point of it Mm. the universe now looks through different eyes so as you start to follow that do you do you find yourself having more of that inspiration? Yeah, yeah. But every time it's a little different. Once you think mm-hmm. you have it, it's been distorted. So it's uh-huh. like uh, once the ego mind becomes aware of where the spirit's leaking through, it's going to try and cover it up. So it uh-huh. wants to. It wants to make sure. I mean, well, not it wants to, but it's if you. Re- so you're really. <laughs> It uses it as these uh, times of learning to make it, you know, the shaking of the foundation a little bit different because it's actually working on different areas. And it seems to come up in this same way sometimes, but it's like inspiration doesn't necessarily come again. Kind of like you remember that way. You remember getting that sign or that symbol or something telling you or that guidance. And so you actually have that essence of faith. Now it needs to come in a different way because you think uh, signs and symbols are the only way. No, it's not the only way. In fact, it speaks through everything and everyone. And so now you, you, your eyes need to look in different fashions at it you know, to recognize it. Uh, does that explain it very well? I was having trouble finding the right words. Well, it makes sense. Like I had, I had a lady once who was a psychic and she told me some really interesting stuff. And so I'm like, wow, maybe that's how God talks to me is through psychics. And then I went to another psychic and it just, I didn't get anything from it. (laughs) And someone else did a tarot reading and I was like, wow, that was really accurate. Yeah. But then I went to another tarot reading and another one and I just could never get the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, You're expecting the same thing from, from other ones instead of being open to a whole new possibility. Like the first time is a whole new possibility. That's what's open to spirit instead of, right. you know, open to past. You know, if you're open to the past and expecting the past, you're not going to see possibilities. You see, you know, a few options, 
particularly, you know, this works and that doesn't. Right. So then I start to think like, well, how come I'm not getting inspiration anymore? Like I, I've always done this and it's worked and now it's not working anymore. Am I doing something wrong? Am I not worthy or something? Yeah. But you're saying that you can't keep expecting the same messenger every single time. Well, you don't want to, because once you think it's that way, then you're stuck. It's that way. And so the spirit that's guiding you is actually taking you through this journey of, okay, you, you need to see it this way. So that would bring you to thinking in this way. And then that, you, that has a new inspiration to inspire you to this new way. And then that one takes you that way. But if you keep thinking it's the same one way, then you're not really following inspiration and realizing, you know, instead you're just representing a very specific step in, in society or the universe instead of uh, your journey of really recognizing how far do you want to go because it's inspiration's only goal is for you to be completely consciously aware of the entirety of all the universe. Like it is really that inspiration is just the unfoldment of the totality of the knowledge of God. And so you're just following it to the next step of recognizing that knowledge of God. So if you think it's only 5%, then you're, you're just, okay, let's get 5% to keep working. Let's get 5%. <laughs> you no, know, it's, it's about 5% takes you to 6%, which takes you to 7%. And yet, so it, it's a little different every time because, I mean, the vastness of the knowledge of God is, is pretty extreme. Even if that... That source of inspiration is like a church leader, or the church itself, or yeah. society itself. Yeah. You can't expect to keep getting God's will through them forever. Yeah. And eventually you have to graduate. And face that fear. Yeah, it, it is. It comes confronts with fear. I mean, I remember people telling me how high school is going to be so hard and so bad. <laughs> And, you know, eventually you have no choice but to go through with it. And a lot of people put this off to their deathbed. And then eventually, okay, I have no more choice anymore. I have to go through with this. And you could do it before that. But it's like that, you know, it's like eventually you have to graduate. And so every, a lot of people think of religions as, and saying such a thing like graduate. And that you, ha you learn what you can from that and go everywhere you can from that. All the things you can get from it. And it, 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 its only purpose is so that you can find the, say, inner prophet, so that you can find that, that teacher of the Holy Spirit, individual inspiration to bring you further. Sometimes I wonder, though, like, there's that, that moment of doubt. Like, is there an inner prophet? Is there just a deceiving voice? Is there a voice in me I can really trust? Yeah, so you recognize there's both and simply identify which, which one is coming from fear and frustration and, and doubt mm. and which one's calm and sure of itself. And so it's like the, you know, that two wolves in your mind, which one are you going to feed? You know, the, right. It's only going to survive if you're using it. And they call it the still small voice because usually no one's using it or paying attention. So it's like weak and dying over here. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> feed it and it gets louder stop feeding the fearful suffering painful one and it gets quieter mm -hmm. like this idea of the 
of course the miracles ego only is the first to speak it speaks first and I, I know I've mentioned this to you before but like the the spiritual universe yeah doesn't use words unless you're looking for words so it's it's constantly guiding you it's constantly it speaks through you all throughout the day that's another lesson and then the you know if you're looking for words yes you're the ego speaks because the ego only speaks in words and so right, then you right. have the words and the spirit's like oh I'll use the symbols of words if you're looking for words and then it speaks in words yes it speaks second because the constant in which it is does not use words it doesn't use anything but the symbols you're looking for and words being symbols can be used and utilized as well So how does somebody start on this journey of identifying what what spirit or the universe is, the inner prophet, what it's telling us? Well, I mean, you already started. Uh, it's already it's already happening. We're already doing it. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you were born, and you know the building up this false prophet, this ego thing. It was getting there. And that was all part of it. And that's kind of the journey. And then when you start recognizing it, start doubting it, it's it's a natural thing of society, of consciousness. Like you see people not even in spirituality at all talking about, oh, being triggered and stuff. And mm-hmm. and that that it's all naturally unfolding. Like it doesn't have to be in Christian terminology. It doesn't have to be in spiritual understanding. It's happening naturally. Like it's inevitable that we all come to this and recognize this. It's just how how big of a part do you play? You know, it's a, it's inevitable that uh, say Jerusalem's wall, not Jerusalem's, well, whatever the walls come tumbling down of what, what's a, what was it? Babylon. <laughs> yeah, I guess where they blew the horns. Yeah, right. it, it's inevitable that it comes down eventually. <laughs> you know, but are we blowing our horns? <clears throat> So, I mean, how, how does one start is, what are you inspired to do? And and it's really, you know, I can say that when I was on this, it took me months to finally get out. Uh, and it, that was all part of it, you know, to actually start traveling. I saw myself walking around the country and I just knew that I was supposed to be traveling and thought it was about walking. But uh, then it took months. I mean, I gave it up because we got pregnant and I thought I was just going to embrace being a father. And, and then that mm-hmm. didn't work out and was born prematurely and died. And and then we thought we were going to try again. And and then it just, I'm like, no, I think I really should do this. And it, it just kind of became unavoidable. But, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, it was, it was like a yearning and a burning inside to do it and it doesn't necessarily mean going anywhere traveling and that was my personal thing mm-hmm. you know it, it's unique to you and that this spirit is using your life in whatever fashion to guide you to this understanding and sometimes if you are confined to a specific belief it does require dramatic change so that you can start to see that the world you know is far more car- cultured than you are you know or something <laughs> that there's right. there's more out there and and naturally especially when you're thrown to live in other countries like yourself 
You just right. naturally have to adapt to different things and, and expand your awareness and naturally. I mean, it, it's something... And even, like, going to school constantly, like yourself, is, mm. you know, it's that yearning, that call for this expansion of consciousness. It's all it really is, is through consciousness. So... so you're, you're already started, you know. That's it. So we're already on it. I'm already doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it does, you know, eventually, like, uh, eventually... Bridges start burning themselves, you know. <laughs> and it directs your course. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... I shouldn't be concerned about what bridges have burned because I've already used them and I've already moved on past them. I know as it, it's nice, you know, whatever relationships are meant to be in your life will stay or come back. You know, it's really not about hurting other people's feelings and, and stuff... It's more about, you know, could I live hurting my own feelings? And I think of formerly Bruce Jenner and Caitlyn Jenner now, and how he, <laughs> she, okay, I'm referring to the he, has spent all of his life caring for his family and pretty much surrendering and not letting himself be what he wanted to be and inspired to be. And even though it's controversial, a lot of people have different ideas about it. But just to see the freedom now as he's given up that and in his 60s and finally something that he's wanted to be and do since he was 10 years old or previous. And he felt like it was there. He finally did it. And he's finally letting himself, you know, instead of pleasing others and working out with others, which has its space. I mean, it was necessary. But at the same time, just to see that freedom, it's just beautiful. And and really in, in society and in consciousness, it's more about, you know, his, his dramatic example, really brave example, is about acceptance. And that as far as that idea of transitioning genders is absurd to a lot of people. Mm. I think of that going back to that dream idea. This war between that idea is there are, there are aspects that don't want to accept anything and everything, and this specifically, that don't want to accept this idea. And for me, you know, if I didn't want to accept it, it wouldn't exist. And <laughs> we get into very controversial ideas of, you know, what does God really want to exist? Why would something else exist when God's created everything? So it gets really into a whole nother realm of <laughs> ideas. It's like I was I was talking to someone this week and we were just talking and I think I offended them. And I'm like, how did I offend him? I didn't even mean to. The conversation just happened and I said something and I thought it was a joke and I think it got misinterpreted and they took offense and then kind of withdrew and they're not so friendly with me. And I'm like, no, what did I do wrong? I messed up. I didn't mean to be a jerk. <laughs> but then kind of seeing that the universe shifts and moves and things and that this is just how things happen. Some people come into your life and out of it. Maybe I shouldn't be worried about, man, I'm messing this up and I'm failing and every step I need to try to do better or feel bad or I'm not worthy or something, you know? Yeah, it's not necessarily about doing better but that shift 
you know, there's actually going into that universes options idea where you have multiple universes and usually when you go into something you probably got passionate about some subject and the other person didn't follow or got offended by that passion and it's actually this transition into another universe where it's about following this passion following this you know say inspiration and the other person isn't necessarily on that same path so the offense is actually a whole nother universe where the person just doesn't comprehend your path like you do right and so you, you utilized with the spirit within you and the spirit around is that situation was to get you to make a decision of following that inspiration so this idea, this, this ego there, trying to get you to feel guilty or ashamed of what you were doing by any means, you know, right. it's, it's really make, trying to keep you from evolving and say even in consciousness evolving and expanding awareness. So that's, that's where don't listen to that fear. That really has no idea what it's talking about. Just <laughs> continue to inspire and just be. And, you know, it's... I have this thing that says that shamans are random and and it's about that it's like it's not so much about knowing what to do or how to be and you you may not have friends at the end but you're going to be in the complete awareness of the universe and all friends and all people and all things and so it's it's well worth it and as far as this path it's not easy but it is worth it. Hmm. Well, so don't give in to that fear. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I hear that phrase by certain churches and Jesus saying that, that the path is not easy, but it it is well worth it. And hmm. you know, is the path that you're on anybody you're on is it easy? Like, whatever you're doing, you know, is it is it easy? Because kind of, if it is, is it worth it? <laughs> mm, true. It's tricky, but this entire life, you know, doesn't seem easy. Mm. That's true. Well, thank you, Mark, for joining me again. Yeah, love it. I do, too. Let me <laughs> ramble on like that. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in, and oh, I said you all. Okay, and uh, if you want to contact us in the future or anything, or have any questions you want us to focus on, uh, just ideas of what's the purpose of life or anything like that, <laughs> feel free to contact us. Our information is at openandclear.com. That's O-P-E-N-A-N-D-C-L-E-A-R.com. Have a beautiful day.